What up, Cones? Warm welcome to you on this Tuesday episode of the Always Be Both Cruise podcast. Got some bad news. You probably saw it in the group. And if you are a, uh, you know, listen to the Patreon, you heard that as well. Lost a very, very good buddy of mine. I, I don't want to necessarily take the tone of the show to uh, a level that where we don't usually operate. I try to be a break from the day to day and from, you know, whatever trials and tribulations are going on in your life we are all having problems but i just say that to say this like the energy of this show is going to be there it's going to be a good show i think we're going to have a good time it's going to be a good show um it may it may just be a little bit toned down as far as energy goes just because of uh this is all still new it was a significant significant loss and i do want to just not I, i would be remiss if i didn't mention my buddy my brother as good a friend as i have suddenly lost his life the other day and uh, I, I just ask that everybody kind of, you know, keeps him and his family in your thoughts, prayers, whatever you do. My buddy Joe, he was on the Pirates and Pier Runners cruise. He has been like a brother to me for over 20 years now. And it was a, it was a really, really, really significant blow. We're going to start the show in a second, but... Like I said, it's not, it's not something that I don't, I don't like to necessarily uh, bring this stuff to the to the show. This is not what you come here for. But uh, I'm not gonna not mention that. And um, you know, like I said, a, a big, big, big boat drinks to Joe. And uh, I just had to put that out there at the beginning. Joe, I absolutely love you. You're my brother. And uh, I guess let's start the show, guys. <laughs> Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruise And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter in the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from Boca Raton, Florida. Extremely, extremely happy and appreciative to have you here with me today. I'm your host. My name is Tommy Casabona. We cover cruising. We cover other things, mostly cruising now. Nowadays, you know, we haven't been drifting off too much. That's for that other show that we'll talk about in a little while. But anyway, thank you again. It's the Tuesday show. Hopefully you guys got off to a good start with the week. And, uh, you know, me, uh, I just told you in the cold open, you know, I had some bad news. So I was scheduled to go on a cruise today. And I this was a four-day sailing on Carnival Freedom. I was pumped about it. I was ready to go. And we were going to go to Princess K's and Nassau. Quick little run back Friday morning. Uh, got a great deal. These casino deals, guys, I'm trying to tell you, if you're not a part of whatever cruise line's casino deal, and for me, it seems like people keep saying about Royal Caribbean and Celebrity. I'm hearing phenomenal things about the casino departments on those particular cruise lines. But for me... 
Carnival blows away everybody. Carnival is killing it with me. All I have to do, just being part of the casino program at whatever level I'm at. And I could promise you I'm not an ultra high roller. I'm not a high roller by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, for whatever reason, I am in the little, I guess, uh, list of emails that get me some pretty good deals. So what I do at any time is go to my, you know, go to the Carnival website and then sign up, go to my profile. And then when I go to my profile, I go and check out my offers. And when I see my offers, there are probably at any time like six to eight offers, uh, categories of offers that are listed there. And they range from absolutely incredible to average. And, you know, I I love it. I love it. Now, it's always like window shopping. And I did have an opportunity, a little bit of a window that the right timing and the right deal came into play. So I jumped on it. But for obvious reasons, that was not in the cards, not in the stars at this point. And, uh, you know, that's the least of what I'm worried about right now. So now the other thing is I do have a Virgin Voyages trip, and that is supposed to be on September 7th. That is, at this point, I would consider it to be 70% still on. It is questionable. Uh, my buddy Joe, who has passed, the arrangements have not been finalized, and it's not finalized as to where the where things are going to happen. If I have to go to uh, Boston for me with the whole non-flying thing, it becomes a very complicated trip and then a complicated trip trip back. So it is uh, with the holiday weekend too as well. It makes it even more complicated. So it could be a little tricky, but we will find out. We will see, and uh, hopefully I will still be on that Virgin Voyages trip. You know, like I said, at this point now. What's going to be the tone of that trip? I have no idea, but I do know I have a responsibility for uh, bringing you guys good quality content. And uh, of course, you know, I would love to get a chance and an opportunity to get out there, get on the open water, clear my head. You know, is it going to be some crazy party, some wild, you know, wild nights and wild times of just pure cruise bliss? No, the PCB probably isn't going to be too much in play anything bliss related is probably on hold for a little while but you know i would still go on this cruise if the timing did allow it and we will see if that happens hopefully it will i talked to Stu. Stu was my buddy who is coming with me on that cruise who you know the people who go way back heard about Stu with the riptism and he was on multiple cruises with me uh and chris and the whole crew back in the day uh we will We will see. He's already said to me, you know, obviously, you know, very understanding. Just went out of his way to say to me, if this cruise has to wait for another day, he totally understands. And uh, we'll see what happens. What uh, is not in question is the Pirates and Pier Runners cruise that is on October 15th on Allure of the Seas out of Fort Lauderdale going to Aruba, Labadee, and Curacao. That's happening. And uh, really, really looking forward to that. It will take a little bit of a different type of a feel. Joe... My brother, who uh, it was scheduled to be on that cruise with us and was really, really, really looking forward to it. Joe has been working really, really hard at Mac Daddy Subs, his sub shop, and uh, he was looking for the uh, really forward to getting some time off and getting some R&R in and enjoying that. And uh, I will be, you know, he will be in my mind and with me certainly in spirit during that whole voyage and uh you know that's it's gonna happen october 15th if you guys want are still interested if anybody wants to go on that cruise reach out to me tommy at alwaysbebooked.com while we're mentioning that i would like to invite you to join our facebook group 
It is the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. We have a lot of fun in that group. We talk to each other. We kick the tires on new cruise ships. We float out ideas. We share deals with each other. We break each other's chops a little bit. You know, it's where our most of our community building is done in the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge group on Facebook. I also have an Instagram. It is Always Be Booked. The YouTube channel is called always be booked and uh if you want to be a part of the show i gotta tell you guys you know what i was gonna do for this show and you know i did i I put some news together i put some stories together and i think we got a full show what i was gonna do with your understanding hopefully this week was just not even do any show prep and rely on your emails and i want to tell you guys that i owe you uh, a debt of gratitude because the emails are coming in you know what i mean the emails are coming in so if i wanted to get by this show and just read your emails i probably could have done that but i did look and saw a couple of news stories that were worth mentioning i'm going to mix them in and then we'll have the emails too so we'll have a full show i think it's going to be a good show i'm really really pumped for this show but like i said am i going to be uh my usual giddy self probably not but you know it is what it is and you know hopefully you know, I, I hopefully i know you guys understand that but uh what i was saying was the emails if you want to be a part of the show if you want to uh, get your email read on on the show it is tommy at always com. i know for a fact how much people enjoy the email segment of the show that email of this email segment of the show is nothing without you guys obviously because i need you guys to email me for that so it's tommy at always com. i do mention very briefly and it'll be more briefly as the weeks go on just trying to get it going i do a show every single day it's called the wake up show seems to be picking up steam people seem to like it it's morning radio basically morning radio noon radio afternoon evening radio whatever you want it to be but i kind of gear it towards the wake up show what i do is i quickly kind of go around to various cruise ports and talk about what ships are there this morning so we can kind of put ourselves in the place of some of the cruises whether it's santorini greece whether it's hawaii bermuda cartagena Colombia, anywhere boston massachusetts anywhere we just kind of pick a randomly pick a couple of um ports uh for that day and talk about what ships are there and then we mentioned what time the start of the day what time the sun is going to come up to start a beautiful day in that particular part of the world and then we get into the cruise news and we get into whatever else we go off the rail sometimes and that is a little bit more personal version of the show and uh that it does cost you eight dollars a month so if you are so inclined it is Patreon.com slash always be booked. P A T R E O N dot com slash always be booked. And it's $8 a month for five extra shows a week. Usually they're about 25 to 35 minutes, sometimes more. And uh, there's also a version for $5 where you get the one extra show a week, and that is every Friday. So again, I'm not going to go, as as the weeks go on, I'm going to be mentioning that less and less. But as we get back into the swing of things, it's also a way to, you know, just, I guess, recognize and show some appreciation if there was a even if you want to call it a donation or a contribution to the show uh for the consistency or whatever work i'm doing you know this is this is fun stuff for me but yeah there is a level of working stuff that has to go into it so if you want to you know uh, support that in any way that's an opportunity for you to do so p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked and then uh that's pretty much it as far as the house yeah i got a travel agency wide open so uh morgan friedman comes by every show he'll be by a little bit later and uh he'll mention to you the details of the always be booked travel agency but that's also 
If you want to book a cruise, uh, have me deal with your cruise directly, get on the phone with you, talk you through it, and uh, probably, you know, <laughs> get, get you off on the right cruising foot. You know what I mean? Give you whatever advice you think I might have, whether whatever that's worth, direct advice on a phone conversation with me. We can do that. Just give me an email, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Website is almost done. It's so close to being done. But uh, shout out to uh, Thomas Hawk today. Showed me a little bit of a glitch when he went on for the preview. He saw that. And again, I, I wrote a bunch of articles on there. And just if you are checking it out, understand that those are not a final product. I wrote a few articles just to keep as placeholders so that we can get uh, an idea of what the layout for the website will be. Some of them are more developed and fully th- formed articles than others. Some of them are just thrown together. I have one article that says uh, fat, overweight, cruise podcaster takes another shot at going full-time just that's comedic but i do uh i i really do like the way the website did did come out and the layout but we have a lot of work to do still with it uh as far as he he said there was some uh firmware or some some uh, some sort of threat that came with the website so maybe you don't want to check it out yet i will let you know when the coast is clear i will i have already put an email into my web developers asking what the firmware is and why is it on my website but we'll figure that out as well all right let's get into the show so msc msc cruises you guys know about them and as we continue to talk each week about protocols changing this is not going to end anytime soon because again they're doing it step by step there it's a phased back in to the full resumption of restriction free cruising and we are not there yet so we're going to continue to have to update you on all of that stuff msc is easing up on some of their covid restrictions Uh, the following new protocols will go into play on september 1st the cruise line despite no longer requiring you to be vaxxed or tested, does still recommend that you do so. So I guess they say that that's important to keep in mind. They are changing their what, what is required, but they are keeping in place what they say is recommended. So for guests sailing out of the United States to Caribbean or the Bahamas, to travel to the Caribbean or Bahamas, you do not have to be vaccinated anymore. Now, if you are vaccinated, you're not required to take a pre-cruise test. If you want to avoid being tested, you will have to bring actual proof of vaccination. Now, if you're not, if you if you aren't vaxxed, you need to show that proof of a negative test, and it needs to have been taking no more than 72 hours prior to sailing. And that, my friends, is a fancy way of saying three days. Three days prior to the sailing, you have to have that test. It has to be legitimate. Now, that doesn't say anything about proctored, proctored or not. So that's why I suggest that you reach out definitely to the cruise line. Always, I always say that. Lastly, if you want to avoid all of this, all these protocols, everything that we just talked about, you want to avoid this and just get on the ship and be able to cruise, no problem. Just simply make sure you are below the age of two years old. Now, if you are a non-U.S. resident, you are going to need to be vaccinated if you're 12 or older. So that's a whole different story. If you're not cruising out of the U.S., non-U.S. resident, you got you to gotta be vaccinated if you're 12 or older. If you're two years old or older, you will need a negative test as well, regardless of your vaccination status. And that will also need to be done within the usual three days prior to the sailing. Uh, It is also worth mentioning that, as always, this is the MSC policy. This can and sometimes will be overridden in the event any ports of call that are on your itinerary 
they have different requirements or changing requirements. And like I said before, check your specific sailing to confirm the latest protocols since this does seem to be a changing thing regularly uh, as, as every day in some cases. Uh, but that's MSC, MSC getting involved in the uh, continuing ongoing saga of what do I need to show before I get on my cruise ship today. Okay, so let's move on to the Norwegian Prima. I did cover this in the Patreon show, so bear with me a little bit. If you heard that, I do have to uh, cover it once again. They had their inauguration, and of all places, Iceland on Saturday. So many times these inaugurations, especially for Norwegian, cruise line like Norwegian, that's a that's a U.S. North American cruise line, uh, but they really, it's usually held in places like Miami, sometimes New York, but they wanted to do it in a very exotic location, so they're doing it in Iceland. Now, this is the first ship in eventual class of six prima class of ships. So Frank Del Rio, CEO of Norwegian, he he's obviously on hand for the for the inauguration, and he basically said he wanted to make sure that this ship was able to launch in a place that is as stunning and as unique as the ship itself. And with this ship, it's a little bit different. We talked about a lot of the venues and a lot of the spaces. We had Sandy on a few weeks ago. She did a great job in making sure that we kind of can get in the mind's eye of being on the ship and some of the venues and what we can expect. The one thing they're mentioning now, and I guess this makes sense, is that they're really going for spaciousness. They went down in in capacity as we know from other ships we know that's a bold move very very rarely do we see a new class of cruise ships come out that is smaller than it's than the previous class and it's happening in this case and i don't know exactly i think the ship is smaller as well but beyond that they are going for spaciousness and i don't know if that has any relation to how norwegian keeps telling us you know what really don't expect deep discounts on our cruise ships. Don't expect us to be able to kind of, you know, give you these crazy deals, these last minute, they, you know, the free at sea is still in play. And the free at sea, when you add everything up and get to the end of your cruise and you finally check out and you see what your perks are, Norwegian is typically as competitive as anybody. But the truth is, is that it's such a far cry, and I've said this before, I'm repeating myself, but it's such a far cry from what the sticker price is, and that's where sometimes it gets frustrating, but they've been very, very clear in saying that you know our prices are not really going down. Yeah, of course, there'll be deals to be had on sailings that are not filling up or selling as well as they'd like, but as a general practice, the regular pricing on Norwegian cruising is not expected to go down. It's expected to go up, if anything, and that could have something to do with the fact that you know it's it's a trade-off, and I would, I would focus on this. I would focus on the fact that hey, you might pay a little bit more for these cruises, but we're providing you with an extra level of spaciousness on board. We're not going to try to be like other cruise lines that may be that may try to, you know, I guess a, a good frame of reference for any cruise line that I would think that a metric that they would want to have would be I guess dollar per square foot. You know what I mean? And it looks like from a dollar per square foot aspect norwegian is happy to take a little bit of a step back to provide the guests with a better experience and kudos to them for that again i love when people take chances this is definitely them taking a chance 
It really, really, like they're really, the PR on these cruise ships, this class of cruise ships is off the charts. And it does sound like this is going to be a truly unique experience at sea. Of the likes of we're not really going to know until we start getting on the ship, uh, you just hear the, the, the verbiage that they're using, and they're very, very proud of this class of ships. Now, this event, this inauguration has been years in the making. Those in attendance did get to hear a performance uh, from a very, very popular Icelandic group. Now, I said it yesterday, I cannot try to pronounce this group and don't get mad at me because this time it's not my fault. These letters are not even in in part of the alphabet that I recognize. Okay. So if, if it was just like English written letters, yeah, blame me. I shouldn't know, but these are like symbols that I don't even know. So you can't you can't come at me for that. But what better way to culminate this event uh, that features a truly local music experience, regional uniqueness in an ultra remote location with such a rare and truly exotic geographic beauty as a backdrop? What else could you do after all of that but have Katy Perry come out, break open a bottle of champagne, and sing Teenage Dream and California Girls to everybody? Um, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm kidding around a little bit with that, but you know, Katy Perry is very talented. She's a huge, huge star. I think she's not as hot as she was maybe 10 years ago, but she's still big time. She's almost kind of elevated into that. I don't know, that Kelly Clarkson legendary status. I guess Kelly Clarkson was a little bit before her. But it's interesting how all these cruise ships are going out and dusting off all these. I shouldn't say that's not not, not right, dusting off. Shouldn't say it like that. But, I mean, they're just going back into the the billboard charts of 10, 12, 15 years ago and just deciding that these are the the women and these are the, uh, the, the... celebrities that they want to represent them as godmothers of their cruise ships i got no problem with it i think i mean katie perry how can you not katie perry she kissed a girl and she liked it and that's okay with me so i want to stay with norwegian prima for a second here and discuss soft drinks Uh, approximately 10 years ago norwegian they switched over from coca-cola products and put pepsi in play aboard all their cruise ships fleet wide now When you talk about brand loyalty when it comes to soft drinks and soda, this can be a very, very touchy subject. It's almost like, you know, it gets, it's almost like political Coke versus Pepsi. Um, In fact, I'll do a post in the lounge and I would like to know what the cones prefer. Cones, are you Pepsi, Team Pepsi, or Team Coca Cola? I mean, not that either of them are seeking our endorsement, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they should be. Anyway, Norwegian has announced that starting with NCL Prima, the cruise line will return to its partnership with the world's largest soft drink company. That's right, Coca-Cola. I am sorry to all the Pepsi lovers out there. That means no more Pepsi, no more 7-Up, no more Mountain Dew, no more Sierra Mist. How about Dr. Pepper? You like Dr. Pepper? You're out of luck. Mug Root Beer fans? You're going to have to look elsewhere. In its place, they will welcome in Coca-Cola. That's right. The red and white coming in. You can now get Sprite, Fanta, Minute Maid, Smart Water, and drum roll, Schweppes. That's right. And not only will this be on board Norwegian Prima, the change is expected to be rolled out fleet-wide by the end of this year. 
Now, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Princess Cruz's new affiliation with NASCAR, specifically with the Trackhouse Racing Team and their drivers, Danielle Suarez and Ross Chastain. Uh, we do have a few more details about that. So the partners announced on Saturday that 10 race fans will receive seven-day medallion class vacations for two if either, are you ready for this? If either Suarez or Chastain finish in the top 10 in any of the 2020, 20, 2020, 2022 playoff races. Um, it's said that a total of 99 Princess Cruise vacations can be given away if things go well for Suarez or Chastain. If they do all kind of you really, really bring a big push forward, they're on the hook for 99 Princess Cruise vacations. I mean, this is the type of thing that'll make me buy a Bud 12 pack, a can of Skull, and start rooting for NASCAR. I don't know. Team superstar driver Daniel Suarez joked around a little. He said, now this is real pressure. Raising the stakes on the playoff races, knowing I could send 10 or perhaps even 99 fans at Homestead on a free cruise is even more incentive to get to victory lane. <laughs> can you imagine... I mean, if this was a cross also, can you imagine if that was really going through his head as he hit the final turn? You know what I mean? He's he's in second place. Someone's in front of him. I don't know who the names of the drivers are nowadays, but he pulls this off, this crazy, dangerous maneuver. And in his mind, you just hear him thinking, I got to send Frank and Gertrude to the Bahamas. And he just steps on the gas and just cuts somebody off. Whoever watched Days of Thunder, how good? A, I mean, what movies can do for certain genres of whether it's sports, whether it's the right movie can get you into it. I never watched a day in NASCAR in my life. You know what I mean? My friend, Hal, one of my country mentors, he always says that's, that's the final culmination of you finally being a country fan. You got to start watching NASCAR. And I guess that's my missing piece. You know what I mean? I, I can't get that part of the New Yorker out of me. That is absolutely uh, not turned off by completely, but completely disinterested by anything having to do with cars racing around a track. And I don't mean to offend anybody out there. It's a regional thing. I just haven't, um, I haven't, I haven't gotten into it. I will say a joke by Bill Burr. Don't get mad. Okay. We all break each other's chops about certain things. And, uh, you know, let's not get offended when it comes around to our thing. But Bill Burr had a joke where he said, NASCAR is fascinating because there is no more, uh, I guess, what would you say, deviation, separation between the IQs of the participants and the fans as there, is, there are in NASCAR. <laughs> you got NASCAR sitting on a cooler drinking bud and chewing tobacco and yelling yeehaw uh, versus your uh, drivers and your pit teams who are basically engineering uh the, the 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 perfect way to kind of i guess get a little bit more traction you got to basically be almost a rocket scientist to be able to operate these cars and get the maximum performance out of them to 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 such a specific degree in a science but that's a joke you know what i'm saying just let's laugh it off nascar fans hopefully we do anyway if you want to enter to win all you have to do is go to trackhouse.com slash princess again that is trackhouse.com slash princess and you just got a form you can enter right in uh i already did i entered i entered just a little while ago you know what i mean and, I, and I'm, I'm happy for it you know what I, i'm probably not gonna win bring on the spam but i did it anyway yeah days of thunder though but days of thunder really 
That's what I say MMA needs. I don't know if you're an MMA fan, but MMA has come along and, you know, it's really kind of they talk about how it's really putting pressure on boxing. I don't know if it really took over boxing. You know what I mean? Like they say how uh, MMA is hotter. That's for sure. It's younger, it's cooler, it's hipper, but did it really take over boxing? All you have to do is really look at the purses for a, for a heavyweight or a big-time price fight in boxing. MMA is not touching that yet, I don't believe. So I think boxing, for all the pomp and circumstances of MMA, boxing is still, I think, uh, significantly more popular across the board than MMA at least in America, I don't know about worldwide. I do know that Dana White is basically controls MMA. The UFC is the dominating company in MMA, so he can pay people whatever he wants, and that kind of so it's a little it's it's a little less than transparent as 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 far as the fighters getting exactly what they can I guess command. Whereas in boxing, there's different governing bodies and promoters, and it's like a little bit more of a league where which makes things a little bit difficult to kind of. So a lot of the boxing fights you want to see don't happen because there's too many moving parts red tape politics this and that while but once the fights are signed and agreed upon these fighters do get and they do command what they you know theoretically deserve versus mma all the fights you want to see do happen but are the fighters taken care of and especially those middle to low ranked fighters that are on the undercards you know the you know but either way apples to apples boxing to mma i think boxing draws a lot more money a lot more revenue for the fighters than um MMA does. And when I say that, the reason I say that, the reason I'm rambling on this is because, you know, what Days of Thunder did for NASCAR, what the Love Boat did for cruising, MMA needs its movie. MMA needs its Rocky. How many boxing movies are there? There are some of the greatest sports movies of all time are either baseball or boxing. Those are the two, right? Raging Bull, Rocky. MMA needs its Rocky. Okay, that's my suggestion. Take it or leave it. All right, that's pretty much it. Give me, uh, give me a second. I want you to listen to my buddy Morgan for a minute, and then we will get into your emails. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time, and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as where do I want to go, how can I get the best deal, and which cruise line is right for me. Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it, we are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebook.com right now, and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. 
Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become and remain a lifeblood of the show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, this is your opportunity to do so. All you have to do is hit me at uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. It's an email address. You send an email there. If you have a question, comment, concern, correction, any type of curiosity, anything, just whatever it is, stream of consciousness, hit me up, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, and I will read your email on the show, and that will make you a celebrity instantly. You know what I mean? Now, when you get this type of celebrity, I want you to start. I don't want you to change overnight. Okay. I read your email on air. All of a sudden you start being mentioned in the always be booked lounge. You start, you, you develop a level of celebrity that you wouldn't have otherwise had. Once that does happen, I, I, I just recommend don't forget where you came from. You know what I mean? Don't let it change you. Don't let it change who you are. Remain that same cone that you always were before you started getting all this all these accolades from being an actual contributor and having your email written on the show. Hey, Tommy, I wanted to get your opinion slash nudging on solo cruising. Is it something I both want to do? It is something I both want to do, yet I am kind of terrified to do. LOL. I have spent the last four cruises somewhat solo. I've gone with my parents, but we cruise differently and no no feelings are hurt, kind of the way you and Beatrix seem to have that understanding. We could spend the full day together. We could only see each other for dinner. We we stay or we can only see each other for dinner. We stay in separate rooms and in most cases, many decks apart. I am an early riser, usually at the Windjammer right when it opens. And then I am by the pool most of the day listening to music and not really interacting with anybody. My parents like a C-Day brunch, sit-down meal, play some trivia or bingo and other activities and may not even make it to the pool area. Both of us are happy, but we always have the main dining room meal together. Every night in the history of our cruising, we had that meal at the dining room together. Never a specialty, never buffet, never eat off the ship for dinner. Always the main dining room meal. We always get off more times than not together especially if like a new port if it's like a new port or something private islands where you're not really in a country if that makes sense we tend to go our separate ways which i guess makes eating dinner and getting off my two concerns for solo traveling uh would love to get your thoughts on eating alone did you go to the buffet did you sit in the mdr alone like a lunatic kidding did they seat you with someone else also would love to get your thoughts on getting off alone um there's jokes to be made there but i'll leave them out did you stay close to the port did you say screw it seems like you did and go with a ship book backed excursion i would consider myself shy for sure like i am not going to go up and start a conversation with a stranger see the thing is with that is i'm on the same way but there's they invented this thing called booze and uh it, it does wonders but <laughs> i'm kidding but if someone started talking to me i would certainly talk back But if like someone invited me to dinner, I would probably like pass. If someone said, come with us on an excursion, I would again pass. I'm very content and happy being alone and I'm easily entertained. I can listen to music by the aft pool and have a few drinks for like eight hours on most sea days and and be beyond happy. Then shower up with a little buzz from the day drinking and get some nice clothes on for dinner and then eat casino maybe catch a live music set after. That is a PCB day for me. I guess I could eat at the buffet for dinner and book a cruise with private islands and avoid my fears, LOL, but that seems like a cowardice way out. Sorry for all the rambling best, best. 
Snap. Snap is a Snap is a legend. Snap is a guy who has uh, been in the lounge for a while, and he's always a c- good contributor. And Snap is toying with the idea of solo cruising. Now, yeah, like I'll say this, okay? Solo cruising for a lot of people, and now I think solo cruising as well is growing. I think people, and I think that Norwegians should get a lot of credit for that. I think you know, with the studio cabins and with the emphasis that they've put on having a solo coordinator and the way they've brought solo cruising together, I think has changed the game a little bit. You can tell just by the Facebook groups. I got in the game 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. And yeah, solo cruising was there. I remember the solo cruiser on my first cruise. It was a guy named Jim and he uh, was in, you know, in, in his like, late 60s early 70s and he was kind of life of the party type and that's the type that did solo cruise now i think it's becoming more mainstream to do solo cruising because if you go on facebook there's just so many solo groups that are out there of people just talking hey i'm going on this sailing going on that sailing yeah i'll join you no i'm not going to join you uh it's almost like a, a a a meat market almost now i'm here to tell you that for me personally I think cruising with a group of friends or a friend or a love interest or somebody that you know is my preference, okay? Now, I like to cruise a lot. The problem with cruising a lot is that, you know, and I'm single, so you don't necessarily have a group of people that can just go on a cruise on a whim like I can, which which puts me in a position to often be faced with the possibility of booking a solo cruise. You know what I mean? Oh, you got these people. They don't want to go. They can't go. They're working this and that. But you got this great deal in front of you. Do you want to take it? So I do. And that's when I cruise solo. So I found that solo cruising for me is an adventure. I've seen solo cruises where I get on the ship and I basically stay to myself. I've seen solo cruises where I get on the ship. I think I'm going to be by myself. But then by day two, I have a crew. And I've seen myself like on this last solo cruise that I took. It was like a little bit of a battle. You know what I mean? It was hit or miss. Like I definitely met people, had some good days where I kind of did uh, uh, things with a group of people that I met. And there were other days where I found myself just kind of like floating around the ship solo. And, you know, when you say you're not the type of person that would strike up a conversation with people, I am the same way sober. I would not just roll up to people and say, hey, two of you on a romantic honeymoon. How's it going? You want to hear all about me? No. But, you know, with the help of a pina colada or a gray goose and soda, I have found myself at the bar and through maybe the pendulum of the bartender, possibly getting into conversations randomly, starting in the middle with people that are already at the bar as well. And then, yes, my charming and sparkling personality has taken over and then we became lifelong friends. No, uh, it usually doesn't have happened like that, but it has happened like that. It has happened where, you know, you just, you know, you kind of, you pick your battles, you know what I mean? And then some people you see where I, I haven't really done that. I haven't really put myself in a position where I was shunned. You know, hey, yeah, I've been there before. If you want to do this. And then all of a sudden the person, yeah, sounds good and turns back to you. Hasn't happened to me yet. Uh, I assume it very well can. It very easily can. 
you know, but I guess maybe my instinct and my intuition has been right in my approaches where I, if I have, uh, with a little bit of buzz approached anybody, I've picked the right people where they were fully willing to engage. I also have the crew's kind of experience under my belt. It becomes a little bit of a conversation piece that I do these podcasts and it's a little bit of a vehicle that I could say, Hey, listen, if you're ever looking for cruise content or you want some advice, I do, you know, so that, that, more often than not that kind of gets them a little bit interesting interested in the conversation you know and i know all the uh the real uh content creators out there are laughing at me like you actually have to uh go out and you have to go promote yourself like running it like it's like the, the the star that runs around and says no i promise i'm famous but no i'm not famous by any stretch but i do uh, i don't run around with a sign on and say hey I'm a cruise vlogger. I'm a cruise blogger. I'm a cruise podcaster. I don't do that, but I and I never lead in the conversation with that. But the minute it gets to a level of comfortability, and we start, to, what do you think we're going to talk about? We're talking about cruising, and then they ask questions about cruising, and then it comes up. It more often than not comes up. Uh, but yeah, the the aid of a, a little bit of uh, booze usually helps me. Is that right or wrong or good or bad? Yes, like a weirdo, I do often sit in the main dining room solo. Uh, I have been in situations where they've sat me in groups, and I've been in situations where they sat me by myself. I've been in situations where they sat me by myself and I eat to myself and leave the dining room when I'm done, having not looked up from my veal shank. And I've been in situations where somebody else has been solo or a group has been near me and I've interacted with the group. So all of the above. And yes, sometimes I go to the buffet. The level of whether I go to the buffet or whether I go to the main dining room usually has to do with how uh, aggressive the day drinking has been. Uh, the more aggressive, the more likely I will end up in the buffet. But it's been good. It's, it's, it's challenging. It really is challenging. And it doesn't always go right. You know, the solo cruising, it is, is, it doesn't always go to where like, you know, you'll have days where you're like, oh, what am I doing? I'm walking around this cruise ship. You know, two days ago, I got into a good three hour conversation with these people, but I haven't seen them again. Or, you know, you get into a conversation. Sometimes you're in port, you're in Coco Cay and you get into a conversation with some people. They're not even on your cruise ship. That also happened to me in San Juan this past cruise. I had a great time at Barachinas with, with a, with a group that we hung out for hours and, they weren't on my cruise ship. So all of that could happen. I suggest you try it. You know what I mean? It sounds like you said, you mentioned, Snap, that you do cruise solo to an extent anyway with the fact that you're kind of doing your own thing with your, with your parents. But if you're not the type of guy, it doesn't really sound to me like you have to change anything. You know what I mean? It, it sounds to me like you're, you're enjoying yourself. You're not feeling like you're missing out by not interacting with anybody. You're not feeling like you're, you know, having any less of an experience by not rolling up to groups of people and starting up conversations, you know, so that, that is what it is. I, I think it's great. The level of cruising you have with your parents where they could do their thing. And I think that's awesome that you have the tradition of no matter what meeting in the main dining room. But if you do the solo cruise, and I think you can do the solo cruise just the way you're doing you're cruising with your parents. And it sounds like you'd have an absolute blast. It's a PC day for you just to kind of, you know, get a little bit of buzz going all day, shower up and put some clothes on for dinner and then go to the casino, catch some live music after that. What 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 could be worse? Uh, I would say the only way to do it is to pull the plug and try it. 
that's all I'll say. You definitely didn't ramble. It was uh, it was good. I don't think uh, the buffet for dinner or the private islands is taking the cowardly way out either because it's what you want to do and it's how you cruise anyway. Again, I start feeling it. I start feeling the FOMO. If I'm sitting there and I'm just sitting there by myself the whole time, I do start to feel like, oh, you know what? Uh, this is a little sad <laughs> for me, but plenty of people don't have that feeling. So I do find myself trying to weasel my way into little conversations, and it has worked out for me. Usually, other times, it's like, all right, well, you know what? It's going to be an early night. And if sometimes I get on a cruise and for the whole entire time, I don't really have much of an interaction, I just say, you know what? Didn't happen for me that time. We'll try again. So definitely try it, Snap. I think you'd enjoy at least the challenge of it. And there's nowhere else. There's no other way to do it. Try try a Norwegian. Try a Norwegian studio and uh, maybe take part in some of the solo events. And in that regard, it's not even you doing it. It's the solo coordinator shoving it down your throat. He's making you interact with people. But if you don't want to interact with people, don't. That's what I'm saying with that. I know I'm going around in circles here. Hope I helped you out, Snap. What's up, Tommy? I'm loving the flow of your comeback. I'm a delivery driver, so all I do is listen to podcasts at work. Anyways, me and the wife are going to take a cruise next April for our anniversary. It'll be our second cruise. First time on Royal Caribbean. It's going to be on the Allure, going to Roatan, Costa Maya, and Cozumel. Our first cruise was on the Carnival Vista, went to Jamaica, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel. We had our kids and parents, so it seemed we always had stuff going on. This time, we will be... We we will be the kiddies and have a young... We Wait, this time, we will be kid kidless. Sorry. <laughs> kidless and have a younger couple with us. Hoping to get your thoughts on the upcoming cruise and difference in ships. We enjoyed the Vista, but missed some nighttime activities. Thanks, Tommy. Keep up the great content, Brandon. All right, so you went on the vista and you're going on the allure very very different experiences in many ways and sort of similar in other ways i'll say this the vista class of ships is carnival's version and that is their i guess that's their entrance into for me calmer cruising less party down your throat less fun ship in your face let's less gliss glitz less glamour uh more space dare i say a little bit of a toned down carnival experience that's what starts on the vista class of ships from my experience on the horizon a couple of times now uh royal caribbean allure of the seas you're going to get that as well you're not necessarily going to see uh, a very energy energy charged ship there's there could be areas where that happens now if you're looking for energy you're going for like basically two couples if you're looking for a nighttime thing there's three options for you uh for the most part you have the english pub that's on the in the royal promenade the lat the latin club is always going if you're looking for energy now i just you know i'm anything but latin so i don't necessarily uh, not that I wouldn't love it. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of it, but uh, it's it's I don't find it to be for me as much. And then the nightclub late night. Also, the casino. That's where your action is going to be. But what you want to embrace on a cruise ship like Allure of the Seas is just your endless options of entertainment and endless options of dining. Obviously, you have the uh, beautiful uh, pool deck where you have 
basically three pools to choose from on the in the main area of the flow rider it's just on the allure you're just you have so much at your fingertips to do and i think that speaks well and plays well to a couple's cruise because you don't necessarily need this crazy wild singles party you'll have just enough energy you'll be entertained around every corner check out at night it's really special where you kind of forget you're on a cruise ship when you're on these oasis class ships at night when you're having dinner outside at either you know at either at either what is it called the steakhouse chops is it chops yeah chops or the um you know giovanni's or if it's uh you know any any of the specialty restaurants outside you know in, in central park that is an experience and they have really cool accompaniment music really really enjoyable experience i love the boardwalk too again when you get on those ships if you're a cruise nerd like most of us who listen to this you become in awe of the wonderment of just what you're on you just can't believe you're on this thing that's floating on the allure as well we've said it a bunch of times don't miss the dive show if you're into ice skating shows go see the ice skating show the jazz is off the charts as well as a little known little known everybody knows at this point but the roast beef sandwiches for whatever reason they're absolutely delicious the dog stand near the carousel is absolutely delicious it's just you're just basically in a cruise lover's disneyland on those allure uh, on those oasis class ships razzles is a nightclub that to me is a hidden gem on the oasis class of ships they turned it into the music hall on oasis uh but it's i think it's called razzles or dazzles uh it's right above the boardwalk on i think it's deck uh eight i believe great great throwback style nightclub you feel like you're in the copacabana love it um but and let me see the ports the ports are going to be uh you're going going to roatan roatan i didn't really it's a dive oasis. If you're a diver, that's an incredible place to be. And they have beautiful, beautiful beaches. If you're a beach person, Roatan. Other than that, hang around near the cruise port. There's a really cool zip line right at the cruise port. You could just steps away from the ship. There's this zip line. That was actually my first ever zip line. And they have a cool little shopping area in port. Other than that, I don't know. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if anybody has any suggestions in Roatan for Brandon. And then Costa Maya, again, cruise port. Uh, So three things at Costa Maya that are in play for me. A, stick around the cruise port. It's got a swim-up bar. It's got a lot of entertainment, a lot of shopping. It has a swim with uh, or play with the dolphin experience there. You can get a lot done without even leaving the cruise port at uh, Costa Maya. And... uh, also, if you go to the top deck of the cruise ship when you're in port, you can see this really cool water park. Now, again, is a little street fair type of thing. I don't know. Is it the most modern engineering? I don't know. But there are some really scary looking rides at the water park. It looks really, really cool. They also have some zip lining and you could do ruins from Costa Maya. That's that's a possibility. And then Cozumel, you could do a ton of things. Cozumel seems to be everybody's mecca for resorts for a day whether it's nachi Cocom or it's mr sancho's really really good deals if you want to get an all-inclusive experience from a food drinking beach experience uh definitely check that out uh cozumel is cool in port there's a lot of walking around and and, and shops and you can get a moped and kind of scoot around 
if, if you want to do that as well, be careful uh, if you do do that. If you want to take things to the next level, you get on a ferry and you go to Playa del Carmen and then you have a myriad of just tours, just uh, ruins tours. Three main ruins to me are either um, uh, uh, you have uh, Tulum, you have Chichen Itza, and you have Coba. Coba, when I went to Coba, you were allowed to climb. That's why I went there. I loved it. It was absolutely cool. Sat on the top of that pyramid and overlooked everything. It was a really cool experience. I don't know if you're still allowed to climb, but the ruins aren't overly impressive compared to the other two. Tulum is pretty proximal to the port to the to Playa del Carmen so you're not having to travel too far and you get beautiful ruins very pristine ruins well-maintained ruins and you get the beach factor in too so it's a little bit of a two-in-one and then if you want I mean just the absolute most gorgeously maintained uh, overly impressive ruins to look at jaw-dropping scenery and a great tour you take the trip to Chichen Itza but that is far. So that's going to eat up a lot of time for your day. You don't have to worry about it, though. You will get back on the cruise because they are offered by the cruise line. All three of them are, so you could do all three of them there. And then I recommend if you're going to do a ruins trip, uh, do a cenote trip as well. Uh, they have a bunch of combo trips where you can also enjoy one of those cenotes, which is an underwater river. You have the limestone. You go down a couple of stories, and you come upon this opening underground, and you're, there's a, a river. Uh, you could swim in it. It's I, I did swim in it. There's some bats. There's uh, some it just it's cenote. Just check out a cenote. It's very, very hard to kind of explain what it is, but it's a very, very beautiful piece of nature that is uh, fairly unique to that part of the world, and I recommend checking that out. All right, Tommy, this is a completely stupid move to make. Just like you said that if you can't extend your vacation by one day, uh, what do you do? What they should do is add a day but stay in port or go to sea and come back and pick up those that can come early. Mark. <laughs> I know who that is. That's Big Mark. Mark, you did not really give much context in this email, but luckily I do know exactly what you're talking about. Mark was talking about, I believe this was, oh, which cruise line was it? It was, it was in Europe, I believe. I think it was Costa. Was it Costa? No, Australia. This was Australia. Carnival in Australia. They basically took a four-day cruise and made it into a five-day cruise and put it under the uh, guise of just, uh, hey, listen, we're giving you an extra day for your cruise. Congratulations. In celebration of Australia's return to cruising, here's an extra day. Now, clearly, this was a scheduling issue. And uh, clearly, they this was an adjustment that they had to make, and they were kind of running it as though it was a, an, a, a, a gift to the people who were booked. But clearly, also, if you don't have the extra day, what do you do? This is if, if they had a choice, it would be to keep the schedule as is, because clearly there'd be a, a good amount of people who only have a certain amount of days reserved for this cruise and would have to get their money back and not go on this cruise. And yes, while it is a good gesture to give the money back, many people would say, hey, how about this? How about I just take my cruise as is and enjoy myself? Okay, but Mark makes a good point in that, you know what, make it their choice, make it, you can extend it by one day if you have the means and you have the time off, 
and we'll drop you off and then go back out and do a cruise to nowhere or 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 stay on the whole thing that's a good idea by mark i don't know there might be some uh unforeseen reasons as to why that's not a viable answer but mark i think that's a good idea you know what i mean it's a four-day cruise you want to extend it to five days because of scheduling you got to be out to see maybe they just didn't have access to the port on that fourth day when they thought they would that's why they're going to spend the extra day at sea so in that case maybe they wouldn't be able to come into port because they don't have access to it i don't know but it is good thinking by mark and i do like that idea all right uh chris cummings commented on a post and uh he said, hopefully you get some videos, Tommy. I was looking into Carnival Liberty for a future cruise in 2023. Conquest class is my favorite. Princess K is simple but amazing. You will have a great time. And Chris is talking about the cruise that will not be. He's talking about the cruise that I was supposed to leave on on Monday. And uh, I'm not able to go because of reasons mentioned. And uh, I agree with you. I love that class of ships. I've been on two of them. I have not sailed on any of them, but I've been on two of them as part of ship inspections where I got some videos. So you could see I have a uh, always be booked my YouTube channel. There is a Carnival Liberty um, cruise ship tour and there is a Carnival there is a uh, Carnival Conquest cruise ship tour and I love the layout. It's exactly the type of Carnival ship that I want to get on. It's the exact type of ship that I'm trying to get back on, a Carnival an old school, old world Carnival that experience. You know what I mean? I want it. I want to get to it and I will get to it at some point soon. So, uh, again, Chris, thank you so much for the email. But yeah, the cruise that is not to be. Tommy, my man, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. I freaking love your new intro song. Is there any way you could use that song on an IG reel soon? I'd love to save the audio and use it for some of my future IG cruise reels. We could get that rapper to go viral in no time. Keep up the hard work, my brother, Ryan. Ryan, thank you for the email. Yeah, people seem to like that song. When I got very excited when I rapped and produced it and put put it together and edited it and got it ready. And, you know, when, you know, the it came back exactly perfect in one take exactly how i wanted it i was very very happy with the lyrics the beat everything you know sometimes things do come together and again like we joked on last week's podcast yes i put my (laughs) i put my podcast opening theme song against anybody's opening theme song i think i got everybody beat now i just got to work on the podcast (laughs) once i get that i'll be dangerous but uh, Ryan. So I did take Ryan's advice when he said that. And he said that to me. I was like, that's a great idea. Why haven't I done that already? So within the next couple of days after reading this, I did. And you go to the always be booked Instagram and you could see the, my, I think, I think it's my latest post is a reel and it is the theme song. And it's got a little bit of a, a mini, very lightly produced montage uh, that I tried to kind of put together. And it's cool. I, th- I like it. But yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. And I do take some credit for putting that th- song together. But I think who, the, the people who made the beat and the rapper absolutely crushed it. Maybe someday we'll have him on the show. Hi, Tommy. I love your show. Um, I'm sorry. Yes. Love your show. 
Love the new Patreon shows. My husband and I are in our 50s, and we cruise several times a year, usually Royal Caribbean or Celebrity. I am not loyal to Royal, but those are my most frequent cruise lines. I was on the carnival uh, on one Carnival cruise in 2015, the Carnival Victory. I was not impressed and told myself I'd stick to other cruise lines. Since then... I realized it's not really fair of me to compare one of Carnival's oldest ships on a four-night cruise with other cruise lines' newer ships. Recently, I've heard a lot about the Carnival Mardi Gras and and started doing some research even though I told myself in 2015 that I'd never sail on Carnival again. Today, I booked a cruise on the Mardi Gras. My question to you is... What are the must-do things on Mardi Gras you suggest? Activities, restaurants, etc. Thanks again for the daily wake-up shows and the weekly shows. Sincerely, sincerely, Dorothy. Dorothy, I commend you. I commend you for coming out of your comfort zone. I get it that you were not on paper technically married to loyal to Royal, but uh, you tend to go in that direction and whether it's celebrity royal caribbean and you did have an eh experience on the carnival victory listen the carnival victory to me i would say if you're looking for a premium cruise experience i think that you probably would be disappointed in the carnival victory the carnival mardi gras will be an absolutely different experience for you now will you love it i don't know that's going to remain to be seen i've heard really really good things about the food on Carnival Mardi Gras, but then I've heard some things that were not so good about the food. Now, granted, the people that I've heard that the food was eh with was they were they've uh, particular palates, let's call it that. But there are some amazing, amazing things to do on Carnival Mardi Gras, and uh, some of the things that I think you should probably look for when you get on the ship. Uh, I don't know if you're into the roller coaster, but this is the first roller coaster at sea. Uh, I think it's a very manageable 40 miles per hour, and I think you can control the speed, so it's not that bad, but it does look like a really cool experience that will give you a perspective of the ship at a speed that you otherwise wouldn't get anywhere else. They did, I guess, maybe the first generation of this was on the Vista class of ships where they did the sky ride, and you're kind of taking a similar path now, albeit less, I guess, um, a thrill-seeking, but you're basically pedaling your own way. Now you just get to sit and relax and kind of, I guess, just speed around the top of the ship. You get an up-close and personal view of the funnel, uh, and, and it looks really cool to me. Now, do you like roller coasters? A. B, do you like roller coasters on cruise ships? That's for you to decide, but that is definitely a flagship and a feature that they are uh, most, certainly most impressed with, and well, most impressed with, but most proud of and really, really featuring. Uh, another one is the Grand Central Atrium. Now, this is an area of the ship that, to me, it's just an evolution. Now, through the years and on Carnival ships, they've put more of a premium on throwing parties in the main atrium. The main atrium, typically on a cruise ship, you know, it was primarily used to get your business done, right? To get maybe grab a cup of coffee, maybe have a drink, but mostly to hit the front desk, you know what I mean? Guest services, maybe book a shore excursion, maybe book uh, onboard activities. You're doing a lot of your business in the main. Yes, there usually is a place where you can get some drinks, but yeah, and they'll roll a guitar player out. But on Carnival ships, it's seemingly over the years gotten a little bit more rowdy in that atrium at night over the years. And this is the culmination of that where they're actually purpose building a venue in the atrium almost like a a theater 
a, a, it is a theater basically with rising uh, seats and a stage and it's kind of put against the back backdrop of the side of the ship and there are actual full-on performances going on in that theater so did they jump the shark with that did they go too far my question is did they take away the i guess organic spontaneous nature of those parties that would pop up in the atrium and now because it's made into some grandiose thing that you're going there for does that give the same appeal or just or does it fully improve on what is already seeming to happen uh from the atrium standpoint all right, the Brass Magnolia. This is an adults' lounge. It's uh, in the in a neighborhood on this ship called the French Quarter, and it's just a really really nice cocktail bar. And it's got a New Orleans theme. It's laid out just something about a night having a good nice drink in a really nice venue that does it for you. And the Brass Magnolia is a place to do just that. For me, this is a big one. The Summer Landing Pool Deck. You guys know that I love the aft portion of the ship. Again, people make fun of me for saying it over and over again, but I probably will continue to say it. But it does have just a special feel that gives you an unobstructed view of the horizon and the wake. And they seem to go another step on this ship in featuring it with a couple of different venues where you can relax at. And they seem to make more of the aft part of the ship on this ship by giving it a name called entitled The Summer Landing. And it's just a really cool, as they put it, a really nice chill spot at sea. And it's also... Uh, to its advantage, closer to the waterline, the aft of the ship where there's pools and stuff on the other ships are usually, you know, deck 12 or so. This is a lot closer to the waterline. It's got the jacuzzis, got lounges, all that stuff. People seem to be excited about Big Chicken by Shaq. It's one thing Carnival always does great. Everybody knows about Guy's Burger. Everybody knows about Blue Iguana Cantina. People don't know about the Carnival Deli. People don't necessarily make a big deal out of um the pizza pirate uh but anytime carnival does complimentary lido deck food they do it very very well they brand it well and the product is usually really good and now they have one of the biggest names in the history of the nba involved shaquille o'neal also the chief phone officer the title the uh honorary title that carnival gave him and he has a big chicken at sea and it's open for lunch and dinner now i don't know what his financial interest in this is because because he does he must just get money for it to put his name on it right because it's built into the price of the cruise and uh it looks delicious i think it's a choice of chicken now i don't know is this free is this complimentary i gotta look that up for you right now bear with me Yes, confirmation. Shaq's Big Chicken is complimentary, and uh, it is, you're welcome to enjoy it free of charge. But like I said, that's what they do a good job at. You're running around the leader. That's going to give Guy's Burger, Guy's Pig and Anchor, because you get Pig and Anchor. You can have the sit-down version of the barbecue restaurant, but they also have, if I'm not mistaken, I know they have it on the Vista class of ships, the the uh the paid and the complimentary version so uh, if you want to sit down and get full service you could pay for it and get exclusive the exclusive menu made to order or you can get the real barbecue that's uh i guess you know served up on the plate you know grab and go style and that is absolutely free of charge i also think you know what else the uh you you have the havana cabanas they staying with that so you can upgrade to 
a couple of different ship within a ship experiences on this. I don't love the ship within a ship experience, but it is nice. And just everything that Carnival normally does, it's going to be done bigger and better. One thing I will say that Carnival seems to have shrunken with each bigger and more grandiose ship, they seem to shrink the spa. I don't know why, and that has to be something to do with the demand for the spa and the need for the space in the spa because how much the demand is there. Are people paying the 175 or whatever it costs per sailing to have access to the thermal spa? But on every ship, if you get, like I said, the Splendor, you get in the thermal spa, big giant thalassa therapy pool, nice uh, thermal rooms, It's and, and nice different choices of steam rooms. It seems, though, that they every... As they go up in class, they shrink the spa a little bit. But the spa is still beautiful, state-of-the-art, gorgeous, and I love it. Uh, street foods, they have almost like, a, it's not food trucks, obviously, it's a cruise ship. But I think they have uh, three or four venues that are also complimentary that will give you kind of like a street food experience, various regions of the world that you could try. Uh, the Lido deck is going to be very, very spacious. All the venues are going to be big. The punchliner, everything on this ship is going to be the best of what Carnival has to offer. My only concern with it would be, does it have the energy, the fun, the charm of an old Carnival ship where I would probably like. Now, I don't want every single, I wouldn't want every single one of my cruises to be like the Victory, the Carnival Victory, probably the one you went on. Uh, But I do like a cruise like that every once in a while where I don't need to be blown away by all the extras and the accoutrements. I want just a down and dirty, fun ship that knows how to have a good time. That's what I like. You know what I mean? Every once in a while. But then I'll have a couple of those, and then I want to get on a on a Mardi Gras or a, or a Wonder of the Seas or a ship like that. You know, so you go back and forth. It depends on what type of cruise you're going on, who you're going with, and what kind of sailing you are in the mood for. All right, moving on. Tommy, I don't have much to add, but I wanted to say I enjoy your wake-up show every morning. I found your podcast by accident while looking for podcasts on the ship adventure of the seas. I found the cruise radio show, you and Doug reviewing the ship from your Pirates and Pier Runners group cruise. I was hooked by your non-PC review of the ship and shenanigans that were had. Storytime with Tommy is my favorite part of your podcast. A lot of people call that rambling. Uh, You probably should be having a camera rolling at all times. Ha. Still wondering if the old guy paid for the damage he caused to your car that's (laughs) he did he did i got the car back it's good anyway keep it up hoping one day to meet you on a cruise somewhere mc from the day from day one that stands for megacone john from texas uh awesome awesome john i really really appreciate the email uh so yeah definitely we had a absolute blast on that pirates and pier runners group cruise one of the greatest times i've had at sea one of the greatest times i've had absolutely anywhere so yeah i gotta get on some more cruises it's been uh few and far between so the stories have to come i was hoping that's i mean that's basically the reason i was jumping on this cruise is to get you guys some crazy stories i know i will say this the stories have dwindled a little bit when i broke into the game i was kind of just and unbeknownst to me sort of i guess easing my way out of just being an absolute freaking lunatic don't get it twisted we're still going on a cruise ship you asked the pirates and pier runners on that cruise did we get after it did we have a good time but some of the stuff that we used to do on these cruise ships were just i would look back and i'd be like the i'd be like the old man get off my lawn type of thing we don't really do that much anymore we don't you know rearrange furniture uh 
streak through the galley. We didn't streak through the galley. I've run through. I've run into the galley before. Uh, the peer running sometimes still happens, just because it's just a you know that's my version of uh, thrill seeking. You know, <laughs> everybody does it different. But uh, uh, John, I really appreciate you being a mega cone, and I really appreciate you enjoying and the good feedback as well. Uh, Tommy. If you find yourself in quarantine and have the stomach for it, can you have alcoholic drinks delivered to your stateroom? Daniel Roberts. Daniel Roberts, just a very, very nice and simple, just hits us with a very, very good question. That is going to be homework for me, homework for you guys. If you want to hit me up with an answer, if you know the answer to that, if you get quarantined, if you're walking around the cruise ship, everything's fine, then day three or four, you start developing some symptoms, then you end up being sick, then you go get tested, you find out you got COVID, they put you in your room on quarantine are you allowed to order alcoholic beverages to your stateroom it's a very simple question uh it's seemingly like a silly question but at the end of the day i don't think it's a silly question i think it's a damn good question and i'm gonna find an answer for you but that's pretty much it for this week i want to thank you guys so much for listening you guys are the absolute best again Facebook group is called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. Please request to join that. I will let you right in. If you want five shows a week, aside from the two that we do regularly, you can join up the, with the Patreon and it's patreon.com slash always be booked. And it's $8 a month. If you want to try and dip your toe in the water, you can get the one extra show for $5 a month. Uh, did I say a month or a week for the eight dollars? Well, anyway, it's eight dollars a month for five shows a week, five dollars a month for one extra show a week. And again, like I said, it's a great way to support the show, support everything we do, and you can cancel at any time. Sounding like an infomercial now, right? Let's move on. Instagram always be booked. Don't forget to email me any questions, concerns, comments, corrections that you have. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And uh, what else? YouTube, always be booked. Thank you guys so much. Listen to Morgan. If you have any questions about travel, if you want to book a cruise through me, I'll give my I'll give you my full dedication and help. And uh, hit me up again there, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks set cold, and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you Tell me Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat is from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool 
put me down And when I fall on my stool, put me down I'll just sleep there till morning comes round Sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaks from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from